Hello, I'm Daniel Davis, the team leader for the Gospel Project for Adults, and this is our weekly leader training podcast. We are beginning a new volume this week as we progress through the storyline of Scripture. And with Volume 9, From Death to Resurrection, we are getting to one of the high points in salvation history. This volume is all about the Passion Week of our Savior, the final week of His life leading up to His crucifixion. But, of course, this isn't His final week, because Jesus is raised from the dead in vindication, and then He spends 40 days appearing to His disciples and followers before His ascension to the Father's right hand in heaven. So, there is much to look forward to in this volume. But that doesn't mean this was an easy week for Jesus. The title we have chosen from Scripture for Unit 25 is Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Who Kills the Prophets. And that is exactly what they did with Jesus by the end of this week, following much tension and political intrigue on the part of the Pharisees. We'll get into that more as we work through this volume. But for now, know up front that this volume is structured to elevate the ideas of Jesus as prophet, priest, and king. Old Testament roles that Jesus fulfilled and continues to fulfill in his life and ministry. This first unit of the volume, as the title indicates, highlights Jesus as prophet. And Unit 21, Session 1, oddly enough, given where this week is headed, looks at Jesus as the celebrated prophet. From his conception, Jesus' life was a steady drumbeat of Old Testament prophecy fulfillment. The son of the woman in Genesis 3.15, the promised seed of Abraham, the promised descendant to King David, to name a few. As he fulfilled prophecy, he also prophesied about his future. He repeatedly told his disciples that he would go to Jerusalem to be beaten, flogged, crucified, killed, and buried. Yet he also told them that he would rise again in three days. Why is this important? Because it speaks to the reasons he came. The Gospels make it abundantly clear that Jesus came as the Lamb of God to save the world from sin and death and that he also came as the Messiah, the forever king to rule on a forever throne over his people. But this reign would be very different from the common expectations at the time. The Jews were expecting a conquering king, but what they got in Jesus was a humble servant who taught his people, healed his people, and raised them from the dead. Though Jesus continued to prove he was the Messiah, the people were expecting something different, so they missed what was right in front of them. But that didn't stop them from their wishful but misguided and simultaneously correct thinking at the beginning of Jesus' Passion Week. Incidentally, the week leading up to Jesus' crucifixion is called Passion Week because of the related Greek word, which means to suffer. Jesus came to lay down his life as a ransom for many, and this entailed suffering on a scale never before experienced nor never again. Jesus suffered for us so that we might live eternally with him. Now, as a summary for this session, know that Jesus' entry into Jerusalem, known as the Triumphal Entry, further revealed that He is the Messiah, the true King of Israel, worthy of the people's praise. We rightly mention Jesus' role as King here, but you will notice at the end of the passage, the people refer to Him as a prophet, and the roles are not mutually exclusive. In point one, we see that Jesus is the Messiah who fulfills prophecy. At the outset, if you have access to the leader pack, I encourage you to make use of pack item 3, Passion Week Timeline, as that will be a convenient reference point for all of the sessions in this volume. We followed the chronology of the week fairly well, but there are some thematic adjustments and backtracking in our sessions to emphasize the themes of prophet, priest, and king as well. 
In this first point, Jesus acts on his lordship and calls for the use of a donkey and her colt, which he sends two disciples to get. We are told that this was to fulfill an Old Testament prophecy that can be found in Zechariah 9.9. Tell daughter Zion, See, your king is coming to you, gentle and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. In fulfillment of scripture, Jesus would enter Jerusalem riding on a donkey, not a war horse. According to Zechariah, this communicated Jesus' gentleness and humility, contrary to the bravado of a conquering Caesar or one of his commanders. But this also has a connection to the installment of Solomon, David's son, as king over Israel. In 1 Kings 1.38, Solomon enters Jerusalem riding on David's mule to be anointed as David's successor. So, in Jesus' triumphal entry, he rides on a donkey in humility, but also with birthright. He is the rightful king, yet he doesn't have to fight for this right. He is the promised Messiah king. In point two, we see that Jesus is the king who receives adoration. After the disciples retrieved the donkey and her colt, the disciples as a whole demonstrated their adoration for Jesus by using their clothing to make a makeshift saddle for Jesus to sit on. And next, a gathering crowd expressed their adoration for Jesus. Again, clothes were laid down, this time on the road, along with branches from nearby trees. The commentary on leader page 15 describes this as a red carpet for Jesus to ride in on, a helpful analogy for what was going on here. Jesus was receiving the treatment of someone important, praiseworthy, and honored. The people surely hoped Jesus was coming to bring a revolution to throw off the oppression of the Romans and to restore the kingdom to Israel. Yet Jesus was coming to throw off the oppression of sin and death and make the way for sinners to enter into his holy kingdom. Though the people may have been misguided in their expectations, they were still right to honor and praise Jesus. Their promised Messiah had come, and he deserved all their praise. In point three, we see that Jesus is the son of David who brings salvation. In verse nine, we are told what the crowd shouted as they led the procession of Jesus toward and into Jerusalem. The people quoted Psalm 118, 25 to 26. Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. You can see how this proclamation of the people feeds into the key doctrine for this week on Christ's exaltation. The people were exalting Jesus. Perhaps a bit misguided in their understanding, but it was right to exalt Jesus nonetheless, both for who he is and what he had done and would do. The people believed and hoped that Jesus was the promised Son of David the forever king they had been waiting for for generations. And interestingly, they were shouting Hosanna, which in Hebrew means save us. Obviously, the word took on a connotation of praise, but in the Judeo-Christian worldview, this makes sense, because the one who saves is the one who is praiseworthy, and that is God and his Messiah. To wrap up this point, emphasize that the people explain Jesus' identity as the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. Jesus' reputation as a prophet and healer had preceded him to Jerusalem on this visit. And without the kingly overtones, that would have been enough to rouse the people. Because not only had they been looking for the promised Messiah king, but they had also been waiting for the promised prophet like Moses, a prophecy made in Deuteronomy 18, 15-19. Jesus is the prophet to whom we must listen, 
and our eternal futures rest on our response to Jesus and His teachings. A new feature with this volume of Gospel Project for Adults is the inclusion of some bonus digital content. In specifically marked places, you will find QR codes that will connect your mobile device to this content. The first one of these is on leader page 17. This one helps to describe Jesus as the prophet and to explain the symbolism used in pack item 4, Christ as prophet. There is also a corresponding handout with pack item 5 that helps to make the connections necessary for seeing Jesus as the fulfillment of the prophetic role in the Old Testament. When Jesus entered Jerusalem on a donkey, he fulfilled Old Testament prophecies about the coming Messiah and proclaimed he is the one who fulfills them. The Jews gathering in Jerusalem for the coming Passover celebration praised Jesus, but probably for the wrong reasons, thinking he had come to free them from Rome. One day, it would be true that Jesus comes to free his people from all their shackles and oppressors. But at this time, Jesus did not come to free people from the tyranny of a worldly power, but rather from the power of sin and death. Because we believers know Jesus as our Savior, we should put away hypocritical and hollow worship and exalt Him for who He truly is, the Son of God who came to take away the sins of the world. We do this rightly through worship in church, worship in holy living, and the proclamation of the gospel, so even more sinners can see Jesus in faith and worship Him in their lives. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Adults. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.